All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Gnostic Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ. I am Brother Marty Leeds. Thank you all for being here this morning. Uh, this is a pre-recorded episode of your Gnostic Sunday sermons because right now, as I'm doing this, as you're watching this, I am in California right now at Music and Sky and giving a sermon in Kuyama Valley this morning. So um, so this is pre-recorded, but I think you guys will enjoy it today. So uh, we do service every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. That's why you're here. And today we're going to be talking about deoculting Twitter. And I was going to call this, this is episode 81 of the Sunday services, deoculting Twitter. I was going to call this the Antichrist nature of Twitter, but I figured deoculting is a much less wordier title anyway. But basically that's what we're going to talk about today is how Twitter... And everybody that's behind Twitter now and been behind Twitter and the whole inception of Twitter is literally Antichrist. And we'll talk about that today. But first, let's do a prayer. Light for the way prayer. Dear Lord, I am praying for some light today. I know that you are the source of that light. You are the very light giver. Please lighten my path so I can tread rightly. I don't want to get lost and I don't want to get sidetracked. Keep me on track by illuminating my every step. Shine your light over my thoughts as you help me navigate my life and decisions in the right direction. Amen. Okay, so let's jump into it. And we are going to tear apart Twitter today. And the reason that we're doing this is uh, the only reason that I ever do any sort of... There's going to be some gematria today, just so you guys know. The only reason I ever do any sort of gematria when it comes to like news or things of the day because we don't really focus on any of that stuff as you guys know but I have given my attention to some of this over the time and the only reason I ever really had is because basically to expose the fact that you know whatever the ritual was or whatever you know whatever phenomenon we were looking at it was specifically antichrist and that's really the only reason that I would ever use gematria on any of these instances, like today we're going to use it on Twitter, right? So we're going to use the septenary you know, uh, cipher on Twitter. But I've done things like the Antichrist agenda of COVID-19, cloning Dolly in the blood of the lamb, um, you know, looking at the, the, the manipulated mathematics of our geocentric system and how that's manipulated through heliocentrism. We've done that. We've done things like deoculting the Big Lebowski, looking at that film and showing how every bit of it is Antichrist specifically, right? Pointing out the math and the characters' names. Hey, Jesus is a pedophile. <laughs> it's so funny. Fuck you, Cohen brothers. We looked at the Antichrist rituals of 9-11, Las Vegas shooting. What did we, you know, the reason that we did that, we looked at the Camachos, why? Because those were Antichrist rituals. Okay, looking at the deoculting of the space station. Every time, you know, we looked at any of these things and exposed, you know, the fraud or whatever that they are, especially like the ISS and the cloning of Dolly and, you know, Las Vegas, all that sort of stuff. What was behind it? What was the occult esoterica that was behind it? It was literally Antichrist. Every single one of these things is specifically Antichrist. And this is what we're going to find out what Twitter is all about today and why we're why we're putting our focus on this. Um, so I posted this thing and we'll get to it at the end of this live stream. But basically, this was the post on Instagram and I got to get off Instagram and we'll talk about it today because I was off Instagram for a while and I was just fine. And then I got back back on Instagram and I was like, holy, holy hell, this place sucks. The whole thing is uh, Antichrist. It's, it's trying to dumb us down is what you'll see. So this is what I posted. I said this. I said, once you figure it out, it's pretty simple. And it really is. Your world is run by essentially dark occultists who invert the word of God. That's what they do. They take this wisdom, this knowledge system, this holy science, and they invert it. And then they, they, you know, they, they encode it in all of these things in our world. 
And they're not doing it for the benefit of humanity. When we say specifically that, and I, I want to make sure that this is clear, when we talk about something being anti someone or an organization or whatever, a phenomenon or a satanic ritual that we're going to uncover the math of, and we say it's anti-Christ, what I mean by that is it is anti-human. Okay? That's what I mean. Okay, anti-order, anti-logos, anti-the order of this creation, which is all about, of course, it's you know that's centered on human beings, of course. It's all anti-human because Christ came for all people. Okay, and I said so. Once you figure it out, the world—it's pretty simple. The world is run by dark occultists who invert the word of God. But don't worry, we're here to help, and we are. And that's why we have this little church, this tiny little church in the dusty corner of the internet called the Gnostic Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ. The divine sciences, this is the important thing. The divine sciences are fully known by those in, in charge, if you will, in charge, okay? Hard quotations there. Um, <clears throat> the divine, because we know that God's in charge. The divine sciences are well known by these people. In other words, the people that run our world are master psychologists and they're master Kabbalists. They're, ma they're people that understand the divine sciences and they use it against humanity. God's order is mocked and inverted. Claimed by people, you know, basically a lot of, especially a lot of these people in charge, it's a sacred and profane mindset. So they think that's like, this is just, you know, it's like, why do these people do evil? They think they're doing good. They think that this is their show. This is their shit. If they have to like burn down, let's just say, you know, hypothetically speaking, let's just throw a hypothetical out there. Like if they just wanted to like burn down a whole fucking city in Hawaii and put a bunch of people out of work and, you know, just devastate the whole area, that's not that big of a deal. It would be no different just like knocking over an anthill. This is who we're dealing with. And this is who's behind Twitter. Satanists bathe the light in darkness. This is the one thing that I always say. It's a little tagline kind of thing, if you will. It's like basically this is what Satanists do. They take God's holy order. They take this sacred information and invert it and pervert it. Those who run the, our world occult our reality, hide things within our reality through literally every medium. TV, phone, social media, today we're going to focus on Twitter. The entire inception of Hollywood in general is a propaganda machine. Everything top to bottom, the logos, the names, Lionsgate, all of that shit is based on their sacred and profane view of the world. And also, as we know who runs Hollywood, they're specifically anti-Christ theology. Okay? Who these people are is ruffians. This is really who these people, what we could really call these people. I say, if you want to understand the world, the best thing you can do is walk your ass into a Masonic Lodge and go to that Masonic Lodge and grab the New Testament and study Masonry, study the main myth of Masonry, and then study the New Testament. And you'll find out exactly what's going on in this world, <laughs> right? So the world is run by ruffians. Who are the ruffians? This is why Masonry is so important. The, the, the main myth of Masonry basically tells you, well, we'll read just a little bit of it, right? That these three un, unworthy and un, people that were not deserving of the holy sciences of God's holy word came and and tried to steal it from somebody. And the people that run this world are people that have stolen this knowledge. Okay? And now they're using it the way they do. So in the main myth of masonry, you have that this Hiram who was he was the the master architect at Solomon's temple and he was worshiping God one day in the temple and all next thing you know these three Jews show up. These three Jews show up and they're like give us the holy name of God. And Hiram Abiff was like F you. He's like, ah, you go after yourself. And then the next thing, what's after the letter F? It's G. And the only thing they found was the letter G. But all that was found was the letter G. So here in is like, no, I'm not giving you the sacred information. You're not getting the holy name of God. I'll take it with me to the death, which is an incredibly noble thing. So the people that run our world today are the Jews, meaning the ruffians, meaning the Jubela, Jubilo, and Jubilum. This is what I mean. People that are 
stealing sacred wisdom and using it against humanity. And that's where the G comes from, by the way, in the Freemasonic Square encompasses. So we say invert the word of God. What do we mean? This is exactly what I just said. The, jet, the order, the design, the natural order, the purpose of this creation, this, this creation, what we're here to do, what our, what our goal is as human beings, right? The wisdom behind this creation, the incorruptible principles of truth behind this creation, those Kabbalistic emanations that we can come to understand and hence help us understand the creation. They understand this base of knowledge. They create entire systems to make sure that you don't fucking ever understand it. What do you think our school system has ultimately become, right? Now, organizations can always go corrupt and things like that. So from, anyway, uh, let's, let's move on. I don't want to get sidetracked here. So the word, what is the word? Well, we also understood that the word is what? It's sound vibration, it's frequency, it's, there's, a, there's a number to attached to it, which is we, we related to pi, which also means there's geometry, it's the, the visible world. This is at the foundation of our cosmology, right? This word, this idea of the word. And what these people are doing is taking this unbelievably sacred thing, this unbelievably, you know, divine thing and using it against people, using it for their own benefit. It's purely satanic. It's 100% through and through what Satanism is. What do Satanists do? They take things that are pure, good, and holy, and they pervert them. Why do you think they're all fucking pedophiles, dude? Not having sex with pedophiles. They're actual pedophiles. You know what I'm saying? Why do you think they're pedophiles? It's in their heart. Um, they don't care. Anyway, in the universal language of mathematics, pi re represents the numeric word of God. And this is what I mean by the word. Okay, and we've talked about, this is a little review, but the word is found all over the world. Odin hung on the tree and found a word, right? Therion, out of light, the holy word, logos, descended upon the nature. That's hermeticism. The aum, which is this first vibratory essence, is this first syllable in creation. It's known as a word. In, in Hinduism, in the beginning was Brahman, with whom was the word, and the word was truly the supreme Brahman. I am the eternal, I am Ra, I am that which created the word, I am the word. That's Egyptian. So we find this notion of the word all over the world, even the Mayan we found this in. And of course we know Jesus is the word. So when we say that they're inverting the, the word, what they're, what they're doing is this, you know, what I mean is everything they're doing is specifically anti-Christ, and it's specifically anti-human. They're using the sacred sciences to mock us. So we're going to look at Twitter today. What do all these things have in common? Okay. TikTok, Facebook, maybe not YouTube so much because there's like long form videos on YouTube, like what you're watching right now. But of course, they're moving more towards shorts, aren't they? That's what they're pushing, right? What is Facebook? You just scroll through Facebook. It's just like you see what you're the next thing. What is TikTok? It's 10, 5, 10, 30 second videos, whatever it is, right? Short little cl clips. What's Instagram? Basically that, right? What's Twitter? It's just well, 140 characters quick. That's it. What, what are all of these things are doing? It's destroying your attention span, okay? Now, people could argue about this, but I think it's absolutely has everything to do with intelligence as somebody that has a long attention span, right? Many highly intelligent children are very alert as babies and develop long attention spans during their toddlerhood. Having a long attention span actually is a, a, a sign of intelligence, right? A very short attention span often indication, an, often an indication of above or below average intelligence. People with a very short attention spans tend to be be very smart or not very smart, right? So there's a question of whether, you know, short attention spans, long attention spans have anything to do with intelligence, but just just ask yourself, and I can I know this for a fact, writing a song or um, write, writing a book, right? Do it, um, but, you know, doing editing of a video, that sort of stuff, it takes a ton of attention and a ton of focus. 
okay? And just think about when you sit down and actually study the Bible, or I was just recently tasked a few months ago to study William Shakespeare, right? And so when I sat down, it's like, it takes everything. It takes all of your concentration. You have to have a long attention span. You have to sit there, read things several different times. How much concentration, attention, and focus does it take to absorb, read, comprehend a classic work of literature? A lot. It does. Any great work of literature requires unbelievable amount of attention to focus on the word, the word choice, the phonetics, why, you know, the pattern of the words, especially these you know, really great writers. So when what all of these things are doing is making sure that you don't have that mindset. And, and I've noticed over the years that this has actually destroyed part of, by being on these, on these platforms, has destroyed part of my intelligence because I have a shorter attention span. I used to be able to just sit in bed and be able to just like literally read a book for hours and hours. And now I'll be like, it's all stupid. It's childish shit. And as the Bible says, I think we should put away childish things. So um, they're making you stupid. Is this, this is what all of these platforms are doing. They're making us stupid, and they're designed to do that. Literally, dumb us all down. The other thing, as we know, they're doing is what? Constantly keeping us in their narratives. We'll be forever in their mind spell if we're constantly, what's trending today? What's going on? What's happening? Like that sort of thing. Right. This, and as we talked about, this goes for all sorts of things. We're gonna fo- we're gonna focus on Twitter. Talk about it. What what is the other thing that Twitter does, and all of these social media things do? Instead of you focusing on your spiritual life, instead of focusing on building and and and, and working on a craft that you like, whether it's songwriting or building or freaking phrasing a family or gardening or doing all that sort of shit that you should be doing, what what is Twitter doing? Well, it gives you time. You know, makes you argue with bots. Like how many of these things are bots? How many hours have people probably spent arguing, literally wasting all of their precious time in which their time is supposed to be dedicated to what? Bringing their soul back home. Well, these platforms and everything, everybody that's involved with these platforms are going to do everything in their power. They're going to give you all the little tools and toys and all that sort of shit to make sure that you don't focus in on any of that. So these people are what an occultist is and this is where when you get into like all the the, the verbiage behind like um, magic and things like that right like spells and spelling and you know rites and writing and seances and sentences and right this sort of thing like that the, these people are masters of wordplay wordcraft and they're masters of psychology this is what an occultist is okay they're masters of psychology so if they can get your mind that's it. The, the, the rest of it comes comes with it, right? Because they know, as an occultist knows that, you know, as we'll see in just a second here, the all is mind. That what we're in, this experience is essentially the mind of God. And where your, you know, where your attention goes, that's where your energy flows, you know, that sort of thing. So what's trending is what's bending your mind. And Twitter and things like that, that keep up this 24-hour news cycle, this is what creates this. It creates the narrative that grabs you. Did you hear? Did you hear? Something that has, you know, more often than not, 99.9% of the time has nothing to do with your life, has nothing to do with giving you any sort of wisdom or guidance or helping you understand where you are, who you are, the who's anything like that. 99.9% of the time, that's what's trending and it's what's bending your mind. And that's what we talked about. These dark wizards, these dark occultists who we're doing our best at this church to help you fight, to help you understand this wisdom. They understand that the all is mind. They understand that we are made in God's imagination, that this is God's imagination, okay? And that the universe is mental. And so they they use all the tricks of psychology, wordplay, all of that sort of stuff. And one of those one of those tricks as we we'll, as we know is is gematria because it's a divine science. 
Twitter is made for social engineering. That's what it's for. Just as we said, the inception of Hollywood is all propaganda, literally from its very beginning. It wasn't like, well, it was going well for a while, and then all of a sudden those evil ruffians got in and just really just, you know, no, 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 no. From top to fucking bottom, that place is a hellhole. It is a propaganda machine en engineered, designed to engineer and, uh, you know, swayed humanity, drive humanity. Twitter is made for social engineering and to mainly to continue, continue, excuse me, the divide and conquer mechanism. It is made to obviously to like collect info and create algorithms from people's activities, that sort of stuff. But what is, what is, what is the thing that we actually see Twitter doing? Divide and conquer, you know, united we stand, divided we fall. It's one of the, one of the prime places to go and argue with political, you know, argue political shit. I mean, just look at what the phenom that Trump was, right? Trump would make a tweet and be like, everybody lose their mind. And all the MAGA people be like, yeah, and all the freaking, you know, leb libbies over there be like, nah. and then and, and that's how you destroy a country. That's how you bring a country all the way down. And once again, when we talk about this stuff, I know this is really sort of like, oh yeah, it's divide and conquer is pretty much like, you know, the Hegelian dialectic kind of shit, whatever, right? It's like pretty, people know this sort of stuff. But the, the thing that I'm talking about is when they do this stuff, they're not doing it for politics. They're not doing it as like the Republicans or something like this is antichrist. If a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. They know this. So they're going to create all the tools and all the methodologies and all the little social media platforms, everything that they can put in your two hands to get you to, to get you to engage in that. That's what they're going to do. Okay. And this is what we talked about just a few weeks ago um, with the Sound of Freedom lecture, which, by the way, a lot of these, I keep my YouTube channel clean because of lectures like that and, you know, all the things we talk about. You know, there's... <laughs> So if you want to see those, it's Rumble, you know, BitChute and all those other platforms. So got to keep it off YouTube. But we talked about in the Sound of Freedom lecture that this is what these people are doing all the time. This is what the Sound of Freedom was, right? Is to keep you in the minutia, in the vain philosophies and the news of the day and the politics and the hope porn and all that sort of stuff. Keep you as opposed to get into the trunk of the tree, get into the branch, which is Christ. The whole thing. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, every single platform was built to be specifically antichrist is what my claim is. And then Marty's going to show you some math to back that claim up because that's what Gamatria is for. Okay, Twitter's become a key place for people to debate, choke, and pontificate in their own circle. It's, it's a huge debate platform, right? And all it does is basically continue that red and blue, right? Twitter promotes the 24-hour news cycle. What's trending, what's trending is capturing people's immediate, con immediate consciousness. And that's exactly what goes on. And then, and then that's it. Then they got you. So when I see people, you know, and I see it all the time when people, especially we'll get into Elon Musk today. We'll talk about Elon Musk. We'll cover who started, you know, Twitter and all that other stuff. We'll get into the math and all that sort of stuff. But every time I see, you know, people like talking about like Elon Musk come in and he's going to like save, he's like free speech and all this other shit. It's just like. When after you see what you see today and Elon Musk and all the people behind it, if you have done any sort of research behind the people that are behind Twitter, none of these people are on your side. It's really easy to see, too. This is that whole discernment thing that we were just talking about with the Sound of Freedom a few weekends ago or a few weeks ago or whatever it was. You know, uh, when I see this, this is the quartering. It was just like, Elon Musk destroys Lion Journal. He's just going to take AOC out. Like, Fauci's really in for it. Every time I hear this from people that are like, you know, awake or whatever, I'm just like, shut no, up. No, it's no, just like, shut up. Shut the fuck up. You have no right to take Shut up. Will you 
Shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> it's like the take. It's like the Tucker and Tate thing. <laughs> Anjay was like, "I'm a brother, Anjay," <laughs> but you know, part of the congregation here. He was just like, "Did you see with Tucker and Tate on Twitter? I thought I saw a putty tat." You know, everybody was just like, "Did you see? This was just so awesome." And every time I see this, I just think of the. You know, Philip Seymour Hoffman. No, no, no. It's shut just up! Like, shut the fuck up! You have right to take me. Shut up! Will you shut up? Okay, you get it. So, right? Twitter, everybody that's behind Twitter, everybody that's involved with Twitter. Oh, did you see Tucker has a, has a you know, a, a show on Twitter? Blah, 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 blah. And, and every time I see that, that's what I think. Shut up. Just shut up. Because when you look right behind the curtain at the people that are involved in Twitter... They're dark occultists. They're dark Kabbalists. They're puppeteers. And they want you to watch this. Watch it. Watch it. Eat up, Tucker. Eat him up. So, we're going to get into some of the math and things like that behind Twitter and the symbolism and stuff like that. And so, one of the things I want to leave you with is why Why is it so important? You know, I, we decided to start a church a year and a half ago or whatever it was and literally do these sort of lecture, live stream sermons, educational sermons, that sort of thing every week, right? And to literally just help people learn this stuff and beat it into their head or at least keep it available for those that want to peruse or meander over here and take a listen to what we have to say, right? This wisdom is important because this wisdom is used all over your world. And we're going to see it. it's all behind Twitter, okay? And so it's like, why is it so important to learn the knowledge that we share at this church? It's because our world is filled with this shit. And this wisdom is being used against us continually. But you can't, they can't use it against you if you know it, if you educate yourself. And everybody knows that to be true. Okay, um, so let's get into let's get into Twitter, some of the backstory of Twitter and that sort of stuff. Okay, um, one of the things that was p p passed on in uh, one of the te the Telegram groups, I'm not even sure who shared it, but it was this Cheney in Wonderland. I think Cheney in Wonderland is actually a really nice person or whatever. But what you know, she uh, this was the this was and I didn't see the second image, so I don't I don't know what was she was intending here. But basically, what you see here is this is the new logo for Twitter. And that's what we'll talk about today. Twitter became X and all that other stuff, right? And so then you just mirror it and you can see it's the looks like the Freemasonic compasses in square. That alone right there, that's enough to be like it's the Masons. You know, and I'm not sure if Cheney in Wonderland's actually saying that or if that's what she's insinuating or whatever, but usually that's what the case is, right? You know, so and it's like it's like, um, well, what we're gonna see is that is, you know. <laughs> When we look at everything else here and actually and actually do some diligent research behind the people, we're going to see that none of them are Masons. None of these people are Masons. They are ruffians, though. We can absolutely prove they're ruffians, which would be anti-Masons, right? And what we're saying is that they are well-versed in sacred knowledge and that they inverted and perverted. So... You know, this being like a reference to the compasses and square, it probably is. But that doesn't mean they're Masons. And it surely doesn't mean that, you know, uh, yeah, the, the, you know, Elon Musk or whatever is a 33rd or some shit, which is what most people, I mean, this is the, this is your standard, you know what I mean, truth seeker. And, you know, I just like to point this out. It's like, and so people will say, oh, Copernicus and Pythagoras and Kepler, they all had the compasses. And then, you know, I just point out, well, so did God, you know. So once again, when I make the case about inversion, perversion, mockery, that sort of stuff, this is what Satan does. 
This is his ta this is his modus operandi, MO, okay? I'm I want to uh, actually I want to share this quick cuz I totally forgot about this and then we'll move on and get into Twitter. This is what the Bible actually teaches us. This very lesson about how the Satanists and Satan and that sort of thing use sacred numbers and invert them. And it's found in 666. We've talked about this before. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath out the, you know, have the, you know, count the number of the beast for the number of man. And it's 666. So we see this as a number of wisdom and a number of the beast. And the beast, of course, we're supposed to conquer, that sort of thing. So most people see the number 666 as a, the, the a number of the beast, right? And that, that's what the Bible says. It's his, right? But then you realize, like I said, a couple chapters later, I've, you know, we've talked about this many times, but then there was all the the saints that went and destroyed the beast and they had gotten victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name and they stand on the sea of glass having the heart. They had his number. They, I, Just like you said, I got your number, bitch. <laughs> they had his number. So while most people are running scared from 666, 666 is actually a representation of wisdom and a representation of something to conquer. So Satan wrapping himself up in 666 and then people running from it, thinking it's like, that's all evil. That's all that represents. You just fell for you just fell for the, the Satan's easiest trick. This is what these people do all the time. So they invert and pervert sacred knowledge. Okay, so let's talk about Twitter. Twitter started on March twenty first, two thousand six, in San Francisco, California. <clears throat> Glass, who's one of the Noah, was one of the guys that started to propose the name Twitter. Notice no vowels. And his buddy Jack Dorsey sent the first tweet. Just setting up my Twitter. We'll deconstruct all of this. On March 21st, 2006. What's March 21st normally? It's the... It's, well, it's your equinox, right? Um, spring equinox. Usually March 21st, right around there. Well, the on that year, the March, uh, March 20th was the equinox. So this was the next day. So they decided to start this whole Twitter enterprise thing, this whole social media experiment, and that's exactly what it was, a social engineering experiment, really. They decided to start it on in what would be Aries and the and the ram and the head and the lamb and the first and up here right okay so then we would probably see that some of the math would reflect that right okay cool so the first thing they do is they started on the cross that's where they started twitter they started twitter this little bird on a cross the solstices and equinoxes Okay, moving on. Why blue? Why now? We'll actually find out that Jack Dorsey has a has a company called Sky Blue. I think is was what it's called. I think it's what it's called, or Blue Sky. I think it's something like that. Why blue? The blur, the little bird. Little his name is actually Larry the Bird, as we'll come to find out. Allegedly named after Larry Bird. Um, why is the Twitter bird blue? Why is that their color? Well, why blue? Of course, this is, these are occultists. They know, they, they know what colors do and how they, you know, react to people and things like that. What is blue? Blue, it's blue sky ocean, you know, ocean blue. It's open spaces, right? It's freedom. It's calmness. It's peacefulness. It's serenity, right? But blue sky, like in, when you uh, talk about like finance and things like that, when you talk about your blue sky, that's like your potentiality of your business. Like what's your blue sky going to be? It's like, oh, we're, we're on par to make 30 million this year or whatever, right? Blue means intuition, imagination. They're using this color because they're, they, they know how colors work. They're occultists. They're very well versed in this stuff, and they know that that's going to affect your mind in the right way that they want it to. The bird is called, just so you guys know, that bird, we'll see in just a second, 
Now, Bird is called Larry and is allegedly named after Larry Bird because Biz Stone is a, apparently a big Boston Celtics fan. I don't know. And then, of course, um, so then it was changed over to Axe. Well, he's literally called Larry the Bird. I don't have the graphic here, but it says, and multiple times he was said, no, he's not just called Larry Bird or Bird the... No, he's like Larry the Bird is what he's called. Larry the Bird, I'll just show this, maybe a coincidence. Larry the Bird happens to equal 49 in English Gamatria. So Larry the Bird right there. That's your Twitter bird. Do you know how you get 49? Well, you can see below. You just use this. You just go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, and you add that all up, and it equals forty-nine. So I don't know. Once again, maybe that was just a coincidence. After you see everything else, I think you'll see that this is not a coincidence. Literally, the septenary cipher is all up in Twitter's business. Okay, so here is Larry the Bird. Larry the Bird. They even tell you that he was na he was created, and then they even show you how they created it with fifteen circles. Okay, so he this um this jewish man who was as we'll find out was known as a the the a slanderous term for a jew a slanderous term for a jew and i'm just saying this so everybody knows it's called a kike and this was named after a keikel which is a circle right so and we'll get into that later so but there's this this jewish man that you know the start one of these because jewish guys started twitter and then they used a bunch of circles to create this bird okay so obviously they're well versed in geometry so with the logo, something that small, you want repetitive shapes and forms, Grasser said. It makes it easier for a human eye to understand. It's less cluttered. And then they even say there's a larger symbolism behind the circles as well. <laughs> so, you know, so this, you know, so this bird was created with 15 circles of various sizes and that sort of stuff. Okay. Now, um, so what does, and there's 15 of these circles, 15 total. That's what created Larry the bird which includes the septenary cipher. Why is 15 important? Number one is the degrees in one hour. So if you're gonna measure the sun, all you have to do is stick your hand out, right? And your hand, as we come to know, and I'll show you this in just a second. Well, here, I'll show you right now. Your hand, as you come to know, is one hour. And that's, that's 15 degrees that the sun travels in the sky. Okay, as we've talked about. So it was 15 degrees. So so you stick your hand out, and that's 15 degrees, and that's one hour. So 15 represents the degrees of one hour. It also represents the segments on your fingers. So when you measure that one hour, right, what you have here is actually you can see, we'll show this again, on the left there, on the bottom left, you got 15. So every finger represents 15 minutes. 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, right? So not only is your whole four fingers there representing a 15 degree arc, it's also the fingers are representing 15 minutes. So once again, they used 15 circles to create this little tweety tweet bird. When you count your hand, it leads to 15, right? So you go one, two, three, four, five. One plus two plus three plus four plus five equals what? 15. And then you're marking 15 degree arc of the sun, and then each finger is 15. That's a lot of 15s. 15th triangular number, when you add 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, when you add to 15, do you know what it equals? 120. What's that? If we've done some astrology, that's a trine. That's one of the main measurements in astrology. How do we get it? 15. Okay? So, and then finally, 15 times pi, and we'll see that Twitter... Twitter likes pie. 
Twitter likes Twitter likes a nice big old slice of <clears throat> apple sacred geometry pie. The oops, sorry. The fifteen times pi down there, fifteen times three point one four is forty. It's forty seven point one forty seven roughly. That's the degrees between the tropics. So in other words, and this is on your flat stationary plane, which is where we are. That's just naturally how you measure the sun from noon, uh, December 21st, noon, uh, June 21st, roughly. You measure the degrees between that, you're going to get 47. Where do we get 47? 15 times pi. So all of that is encoded in the number 15. All right. And so then we say, well, these occultists, as we'll find out, they use that number in the creation of their little Tweety the Bird. So I wonder if they knew what they were doing. You know, the 47 degrees, by the way, that 15 times pi, 47 degrees, excuse me, that is uh, mapping the sun, which is exactly what the 15 degree is of the hand, you know, all that. It's all mapping the sun. Then this is mapping the sun as well. And then you find this, and where do you find this number? The, Ma the Masons, those evil Masons, that were trying to tell you about who? The ruffians, the Jews. Jubala, Jubilo, and Jubilum. Just want to be clear. <clears throat> so this is Twitter. Twitter has, um, now we're, we'll see this in just a second, but Twitter originally was going to be called Twitter without the vowels. Okay? Um, so they're just, just, you know, put that out there. So, but this is Twitter. This is what it was obviously called before it became X. So Twitter is what? It's seven letters. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right? Okay, so Twitter equals 40 in English Kamatri. You can see there. 745, 7755, right? So it equals 40. Okay, well, the English Kamatri value of 40, the Kamatri value of Twitter is 22. And 22 divided by 7 is pi. It's 3.142. Just the fact that, so everybody see that. So that's 40, right? And I'll show you a couple different ways in which pi is encoded here. So, but even forget about the 22 or the 40 becoming 22 and 22 and 7. Forget about all of that. Just the number of letters in Twitter encodes pi. 7 encodes pi itself. 22 divided by 7 is pi. So just the number of letters to Twitter, pi. Then you go Twitter equals 40 and 40 equals 22. And 22 divided by 7 is 3.142 is pi. Then we also talked about the fact that this 7, this S-E-V-E-N, is 65551. And the mirror of that is what? 15556. And that's Aries. It's Twitter, seven letters, encodes pi. Seven encodes pi. When did they start Twitter? On Aries. March 21st. In your, right, in your standard zodiac or whatever, your tropical zodiac, that would be Aries, right? So... Okay, so that's a lot of, there's pi there, and then some more pi, and this is like, very, there's a lot of pi there. So then, then we look at the Twitter vowels and consonants. So originally it was going to be called Twitter, which is just right up there, right? So it'd be 30. And then there's the vowels. So there's the consonants, there's the vowels, and then here's the actual word. So the consonants is 30, the vowels is 10, and then Twitter is 40. So 30, 10, and 40. So that would be Twitter, consonants 30, vowels 10, tw uh, Twitter 40. Break that down. 3, 1, 4. 
What do you do though? You take those hands, the hands, right? <laughs> and what do you do? You grab your phone and you go tweet, 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 tweet. And you go to your little tweets and the Twitters and you going to tweet. And then you tweet out. And what's tweet? It's 28. It's 28. <clears throat> do you think this was all just an accident or do you think that they planned this stuff? Do you th As we'll see, do you think these Kabbalists... Do you think that they knew this shit? I, I, as a, as a as a light worker, if you will, right, as a as a, a man who's for the the Christ dude, that guy, I encoded our church name. It's the Gnostic Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ equals one hundred eighty one, and I did that specifically because it's the forty second prime. I'm smart enough to do this. Do you think these fucking assholes are? Are they teaching this at school? No. Tweet equals 28. Where do you get 28? 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 plus 5 plus 6 plus 7 or T plus W plus I plus T plus T plus E plus R. 1 through 7 equals 28. So tweet away. Tweet, 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 tweet. What is one of the most common, speaking of the math behind Twitter, what is, what is one of the things that everybody knows? The 140 character limit. People, as I found out, because I've, I've Basically, I mean, I think I have a Twitter account now, but I'm never on Twitter. I don't like tweet. It's, I find it all really obnoxious and annoying. Ask my wife lately. My Lord, it's been driving me nuts. So anyway, but um, that's what it's meant to do. So I guess I'm falling for it, dumbass. So the limited, uh, the original Twitter characters, now it's 280, but it was 140, okay? And which was partly driven by the 160 character limit of SMS, with 20 characters reserved for commands and usernames or whatever, right? So they originally started with 140. They could have started with 160. They had the room to do that, but they're like, no, we're going to reduce it to 140. As soon as this happened, right, as soon as this released in March and it started getting popular, right, you know, MTV probably pushed it or some shit. Twitter, the new thing, right? I'm sure, you know. Um, in fact, one of the one of the one of the creators, Evan Williams, was on Oprah Winfrey. Once again, what did we learn from the Javier occult constant? If you don't have to dig for it, chances are it's horseshit. When the CEO of Twitter is going on Oprah Winfrey, doesn't that like red flags? Maybe blue Twitter flags, whatever. Um, you know. Anyway, point is, they had 140 characters, and people were annoyed by it. Like there was like movement, as you can see. Twitter users are already expressing. To using Twitter to express frustration at its 140 character limit. Hacks such as Twitzer let wordy people get around the 140 characters. There was a large demand for more than 140 characters. Popular third-party Twitter client TweetDeck introduces Deckly so you could break the barrier. And then they took it, they took, of course, Twitter took Deckly down. So he's like, no, it must be 140 characters. You must do our 140. Why 140? Twitter must raise its characters count beyond 140. And there's like Right? So all this other shit. Then you find out one of the guys that started Twitter, and we'll get into all these characters, all these cats, all these fun-loving guys. All right. Biz Stone here, he said the ability to encapsulate human thoughts in 140 characters. At the time, it was a straightforward accommodation of technical restriction because it was supposed to be 160. You could have just 160, right? But the 140 character limit soon became the single most famous thing about the service. 
it's it was an experiment. 140 was the experiment. The encaps the ability to encapsulate human thoughts. 140. This is an experiment. This is social engineering, right? Dorsey even talked about this. He's like, the folks using Twitter daily created the username and the hashtag and the retweet all within the constraint of 140 characters. Look at all the things they could do at 140, right? Dorsey, who this is in 2015. It started basically. People started bitching about in 2007. Eight years, people were like, just put some more fucking characters on there, dude. Dorsey, now Twitter's chairman, defends the 140-character limit, but pointing out how clever it makes people. No, what is it all about? Short attention span. They didn't, you know. And we'll see. It's, there's some Kabbalah here, too. There's some there's some word and number magic happening here, too. Some Antichrist stuff. So, uh, yeah, so they held on to it. And people were just like, no, give us more. So the decision to keep tweets at 140 characters certainly had nothing to do with satisfying the customers. For eight years, people were like, just give us like 280, bro. They're like, no. Why 140? This is the rainbow. This is the colors of the rainbow. <clears throat> Twitter has seven letters. Tweet is 28. That's adding one through seven, right? Twitter and all those different ways in codes, pi, 30, 10, 40, 314, you know, 40 becomes 22, 22 and 7, 7 letters, 7 itself encodes pi. They started it at Aries. Then they, they say 140 max, not 141, not 147, 140. Red, this is using a septenary cipher right down there, sevenfold cipher. Red, orange, yellow, green, indigo, blue, violet equals 140. Do you know how else you get 140? Square the first seven numbers. One squared plus two squared plus three squared plus four squared plus five squared plus six squared plus seven squared equals 140. Twitter has seven letters, right? Rainbow has seven letters. Rainbow, by the way, in English Gematria, listen, rainbow in English Gematria equals 20 and has seven letters. What's 20 times seven? It's 140. So this 140 character limit that they were that they used was not arbitrary, and that they forced people to use literally in this sense against their will. You get what I'm saying? For years, people were complaining about. It and they're like, "Nope, we're sticking with it." Why? Well, what does the rainbow represent? Rain, the rainbow, as we see what's going on with the LGBTQ+, plus, whatever it is, AI+, plus something, whatever. Um, what, what are they using? They're using that symbol as a symbol for degeneracy. Because that's not, that's not procreation. Pro meaning for, create meaning to produce or to get. Gay people don't do that. <laughs> they can't. So, they're, so, it's, so in, in that sense, being gay is literally degenerate. It's against creation. It's not for creation. It's it's not procreation. That's that's right. So this so one of the symbols that they use is the is of course the rainbow. And what they're doing is what that whole agenda is that has a similar backing. I would say there's probably some ruffians behind that agenda. Those ruffians behind that are doing the same thing that I'm saying that all these people are doing. They're inverting the word of God. What does the rainbow represent biblically? It represents our, our covenant with God, our agreement with God. 
Genesis 9.13, I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be a token of a covenant between me and the earth, an agreement, a covenant between me and the earth. Set my bow, my rainbow, and it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud, and the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it that I will remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. So the whole use of the rainbow, rainbow flag, all that stuff is what? As we see, it's anti-creation, it's anti-God, it's anti-logos, it's anti-order. As you know, I mean, you know, this whole Pride Month thing kind of thing, right? And so what are these guys doing with their 100, 140 characters? As a bunch of, as a bunch of Kabbalists, as a bunch of dark occultists, what are they doing? Same shit. You know what the degree of the rainbow is? <laughs> From your your perspective up to the top of the rainbow, it's forty two degrees. Which uh we'll you'll we'll see that again. All you forty two degree people, all you forty two fans. Okay, um what is this? Oh, um you know what? I don't I mean I'm not even going to that. Oh actually I'll I'll show this real quick. Little number little number thing here. Uh number hundred and forty that we just looked at. that in, in itself encodes a uh um, the the numbers for essentially a lunar calendar three the sum of the divisors equals three thirty six that's twelve times twenty eight okay like we do thirteen times twenty eight being three sixty four this would just be one less month twelve times twenty eight being three thirty six so once again inherent within the number one hundred forty regardless of whoever's using it there's cylindrical numbers there so crazy the count of the divisors are twelve twelve equals twenty eight twelve times twenty eight is three thirty six so it's crazy you know once again just crazy weird but so that's that's all in the number 140 so so that's what these cats are doing and that's these cats so this is the these are the people that founded twitter so um that's the biz stone on the right there there's jack dorsey and i think that's the noah glass guy so let's just take a look at these few characters there's about four of them that started noah glass biz stone jack dorsey and evan williams not the not the whiskey I've had Evan Williams before. I actually wrote a song a long time ago with my band called The Huber Music Company called Evan Williams. And it was like, great song. But anyway, uh, we were hammered on Evan Williams when we wrote it. Facts. <clears throat> Noah Glass is an American technology entrepreneur. This is one of the guys that started Twitter. Uh, Glass is credited for coining the name Twitter, which began as Twitter. So he, this is the guy that was, so Twitter, with the vowels, began without the vowels. I don't know what his uh, ethnicity is. I don't really know for a, you know w you know what his background is, but he did he did he did uh, tweet this and it said uh, being an Android fan today is like being Jewish on Christmas. Okay, Noah Glass owns a company called Olo, and Olo is basically online ordering is what it means. And here's this guy, and it, there's the logo. What does that look like to you? Depending on, you know, if you did that, like, Rochart ink block test kind of thing, you know, you know, depending on, you know, what level of childishness you're at, you could be like, well, that's, you know, just like a separation of two. That could be a penis going into some butt cheeks, you know, whatever. Or it could be uh, a, a subtle reference, another subtle reference to pie. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But this guy here, there, there he is, right? I want to I show you this guy. This is what this guy looks like up close. Never trust his face. Do you guys know what physiognomy is? 
you guys know what physiognomy? Physiognomy is meaning nature, gnome, judge, or interpreter, basically judging, interpreting nature is essentially what it means. Is the practice of assessing a person's character or personality from their outer appearance, especially the face. The term can also refer to a general appearance of a person, object, or train without reference to its implied characteristics. Right? So this is basically just judging a person's character, their soul, that sort of stuff, like what's inside them by what's essentially outside of them, okay? Now, I think that we need to employ this a little bit more because if you've actually found some of these people that are, as we can find, they're absolutely part of like the Agenda 21 and World Economic Forum and 2030 and this whole shit, right? The, if you actually just look at them, they look like fucking demons. They do. They look demonic. They look like they've got a completely withered soul because they do. You know, I wouldn't, once again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy a, a slice of cheese from this guy okay um this guy noah glass <clears throat> software developer noah glass is credited which all these guys are like billionaires and all they do is move money around that's right they don't actually produce anything with their hands just so you guys know this guy is credited with coming up with the original name twitter without the vowels as well as its final incarnation as twitter with the vowels right um the, the Torah is written, this, this is a standard practice in Gematria. This would be a standard practice in your, your basically scriptural analysis, right? What we do would be hermeneutics, right? One of the things that the old, you know, the Torah has is it's written without vowels or punctuation. So it makes, once again, it even, it even says it makes basically sight reading difficult to read. It makes it difficult, right? You can't just pick it up and be like, oh. why do they do that? Why? Ask yourself, why do they not include the vowels? Well, number one, the, the, the scriptural writers are trying to give you, make you, you know, notice the distinction between consonants and vowels and how they're important and all that sort of stuff. But why do they do it? Why do they make you sit and have to focus? Because they're trying to build your attention span. That's why they do it. They're trying to get you to recognize encodings and things like that too. Higher levels of wisdom, gematria. That's why they do that. What is Twitter doing? The exact opposite. Of course. Biz Stone is an American entrepreneur. This is another guy. Uh, Biz Stone. Um, Isaac Stone. Um, creative. I started Jelly and with another guy named Ben Finkel. Ben Finkel. I, I, I'm just saying they're not Christian. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, Biz Stone is, was one of the top 10 Jewish Twitters. So... Between a guy that, you know, founded the name using Torah, you know, methodologies and then Biz Stone here, I'm sensing a connection, you know. Um, there might be a thread here. Twitter co-founder Biz Stone expected to visit Israel. And Biz Stone, the co-founder and creative officer of the popular microblogger website Twitter, is due in Israel later this month. He's going to be there. There's this other guy. We don't know too much about this guy. This is one of the other guys that started, that founded Twitter was, you know, in the inception was there. Um, all I do know is that he started like Blogger and Medium, which are terrible blogger sites, but his net worth is estimated at $2.1 You have to understand that anybody that has $2.1 billion has no relationship to your life and how you live and your whatever, right? These people that live on that level do not give a fuck about you for the most part. They, they, they don't care. That's how they got that much money in the first place. Okay? Pretty simple rule. Right? For the most part. Here's the, one of the other guys that took over Twitter. And he is um, Dick Costolo. 
And this guy, this was uh, Dick Costolo said in a public letter, once again, I don't know what his ethnicity is or anything like that. We don't really need to know. We just need to look at his actions. In public letter, Silicon Valley tech leaders take a stand against anti-Semitism. So, you mean like the New Testament? They took a stand. Just say it. Just say it. Come on. Just say it. Speak up. You took a stand against the New Testament. Okay, cool. To be too Jewish in America or to be a Jew is still a dangerous mark. No comment. Okay, so this is what Dick Costolo, this 2.1, I mean, this guy has, I don't know how much, how many billions this guy has. Probably a couple billion. This is what this guy had to say. Me first capitalists who think you can separate society from business are going to be the first people lined up against the wall and shot in the revolution. I'll happily provide video commentary. This guy had no problem sending that tweet out. Okay, cool, whatever. So I do want to, you know, um, you look like pattern recognition. That's usually a sign of intelligence is like pattern recognition because when you pattern, it's pattern loss, right? It's the father. That's really what the idea is. Like you're recognizing patterns because you're recognizing the order of creation because you recognize the father. So but pattern recognition, I don't know if this, I'm just going to point this out. The, all these guys are veggies. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I'm not saying it does. But executive, so Noah Glass, founder and CEO of Olo, he is passionate about his vegan cuisine. I think his whole family is vegan. Biz Stone has been vegan since around 2000. And uh, Evan Williams, not the whiskey, is he is vegetarian. He actually invested through the Obvious Corporation in Beyond Meat, a plant-based meat alternative. <laughs> so this, and then Jack Dorsey, I know, was a, a veggie for a long time. I think he's switched now or whatever. But I, I mean, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But it might, I don't know. So let's go to Jack Dorsey finally, the, the most popular guy that you know from Twitter, okay? And let's find out that everything about this guy, including his first tweet to his company names, is all Kabbalistic. Ready? Here we go. The first thing is, is when we did that whole Pizzagate thing, one of the things that people notice is that they, you know, they talk about the pizza and the pasta and the hot dogs and all this other stuff. And allegedly that was terminology for um little children right you know it's like obama ordered hot dogs and pizza to the you know white house but you can't order food to the white house because it could be poisoned and then they poison the president and then so but why is obama ordering pasta and hot dogs and pizza the, no one knows no one knows but jack here this is one of his early tweets remember they started in march 21st and this is basically next month right um, a couple months, May, uh, making the good pasta. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he's making. Reading through some, why, which was the good pasta. Reading through some amazing parts of the Satanic verses, which is Solomon, Solomon Rushdie, the Satanic verses. Okay, cool. So that was one of the tweets that he had sent out. The people were like, "What does that mean, Jack?" Jack owns a company, a couple companies called Block, Square. And blue sky. What did we just talk about? Blue blue sky. What does blue sky represent? It represents potentiality. It represents freedom, open spaces, that sort of stuff. So once again, he's naming. Not only did he start Twitter and was like, "Let's call it blue. Let's make it blue." And then what is what is the bird? Oh, it flaps in the sky, in the air. Okay, cool. That sort of thing. Then he named his company Blue Sky. Okay, so once again, this guy knows what he's doing. But he named his company Square and Block. Okay. Now, as a Kabbalist, then we recognize the Kaaba has to do with the cube. We think that there might be some connection here. You know, I'm I'm just you know saying. So, so this was the first tweet by Jack Dorsey, the first tweet that ever went out in March. Jack Dorsey, Noah Glass, Biz Stone, and Evan Williams created Twitter. 
which was really just a side project. The main band was actually... <laughs> was that, never mind, I'm going to make stupid jokes. Um, that month, Dorsey would send the first tweet that would read this. Just setting up my Twitter. And now there's multiple... Th th when I was doing this, I noticed that multiple articles had mentioned this. It was the first tweet that said this. It was the first tweet. Okay, and there it is. Just setting up my Twitter. Okay. I'm saying these guys are Kabbalists. I'm saying that they're Kabbalists. They, they, they understand the holy sciences, because that's what Kabbalah is. They understand, you know, uh, the number symbolism. They understand the emanations of God. They understand, you know, what the which leads you to, of course, the purpose of Earth is. Basically, you know, that we're, we're a soul on a journey and all of that sort of stuff. They, they fully understand this stuff, and they don't give a shit about you. Just so you know. I don't know if we've made that clear. This uh, They don't give a shit about you at all. And this is what these companies are there to do, is to basically just cause chaos in, in humanity instead of finding unity and that sort of thing. So here's here's Square and Block by this Kabbalist. His first tweet was, was just setting up my Twitter. Here's the Gematria using a septenary system, which that's we all know that that's connected to Twitter. This is what, just setting up my Twitter, there it is. It's 103. Okay. So the seed is the word of God, equals 103 as well. And the seed, as we've come to find, is actually, once again, we talked about that spark within us, right? Representative of what? The cube. Okay. That's the line that's actually right in uh, Luke 8, 11 there. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Now the parable is this. Colon, the seed is the word of God. As we said, that that represents the cube. So he was just sending up his Twitter, 103. And the seed is the word of God, which is 103. And, of course, we know that this all has to do with the hands, right? And that representing that the divine sciences are right at hand. That's the, We've talked about this many, many times, right? Uh, and then, then we see this, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that's what you're supposed to go forth and preach. That's what, like Johnny Boy said. So, uh, um, or Jesus said, Johnny, uh, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That equals 103. Okay. And this is where Kabbalah is, right? 0, 1, 2, 3, 5, 79. Number symbolism right here. See that? Okay, cool. Then here is the six sides of the cube. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So the first tweet by Jack Dorsey was just setting up my Twitter. And he was 103. And that references the, the seed, of which is the word of God, right? Which is, of course, references the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then the actual numbers that construct the six around the one in the center. Which is what? It's the basis of Kabbalah. It's the cipher. It's right there. Whole creation is made by this geometry, of course. And this is exactly what this is. 103. Hey man, dude, I'm just I'm just over here just just casually just setting up Twitter, just writing some random shit, bro. He's a Kabbalist. And he, the, the one, two, three, four, five, six, and then he's gonna tell you it. 
Six around one, of course, is the XYZ coordinate systems, right? So it's XYZ coordinate systems. Twitter changed its name to X. And the last three letters in, starting with X, would be XYZ, right? Just saying, probably another coincidence. So, so when we say that, when we see this, when we say, hey, the city of God is a cube, right? Okay, and then we say that these are Kabbalists and that they, they understand this stuff and that they're mocking it. They're like, hey, loser, we're gonna, we understand this stuff and then we're going to flash it right in your face knowing you don't understand shit, little guy. You don't understand anything, do you? And they're going to use this against you and mock you. And then we understand that the city of God is a cube. This is Revelation twenty one sixteen. and the city lieth four square. It's a square. And the length and the breadth and the height of it are all equal. That's a cube. Even tells you to measure it with cubits, as we've come to find, right? And then what are they using this cube, this knowledge of the cube of God to do? <clears throat> Take your money. <laughs> Take your money. Of course, you see the stuff like this all around the world. Global, global occult worship, um, cubes all around the world. And you say, well, what, is, what does this mean? What are they doing? The cube must be evil, right? Black Cube, which is an Israeli elite intelligence group, that and their offices, so a bunch of, look at this, a select group of veterans from the, from the Mossad agents, it's basically the Israeli CIA, they got together and they specialized in tailoring, solution, tailoring solutions to complex business and litigation challenges. In other words, if you're having problems with somebody and they're trying to sue you, we can call these guys at Black Cube and they'll take care of it for you. They do things, let's just say, under the table. So they are, uh, they, if you want to contact them, you can get them in Tel Aviv, uh, Tel, Tel Aviv, excuse me, uh, it's 972-357-666. You can get them at London, and just uh, 666 in Paris. <laughs> 666. And then what do I say all the time? The cube, it's referenced to 666. Yeah, you know. Then, so when I started this and I said, why, you know, why it's important that you should actually be here? Like, why is this important? Because the knowledge that we share at this church is, is, is found around the world. Our world is filled with this wisdom and it's being used continually against us. It's thrown right in our faces and no one's telling us what any of this means and why they're using it, okay? So after we just looked at Jack and he's all up in the business of squares and cubes and he's just setting up his Twitter with 103 and all this other shit, right? Then we look at this. This is being built in Saudi Arabia. It's called the Mukaba. Right, the Mukaba, I think is how you say this. And there it is. It's a big goal. And there you can and look at this. Look at the bottom illustration. They had to put the globe in there, so you know that these people are totally on our side, right? They're they're not lying about other cosmology. So they're that and that can fit like I don't know twenty Empire State buildings in it or something, right? But it's basically this monstrous cube, gold cube, in Saudi Arabia. Why? I wonder why they're doing that. I wonder why. Huh. I wonder. So, okay, then we'll, we'll take a break here, but I just want to show one last thing. So in 2010, and this will lead us to Elon Musk, the guy that's in space. You know, the guy that's, well, he's not in space, but he's like working on space and stuff like that. And he's also like building cars and like solar panels and he's running Twitter and all sorts of stuff. We're going to see that the space organizations seem to be tied, you know, this independent space organization means SpaceX is tied to social media for some reason.
So in 2010, Twitter reached space. No, it didn't. With NASA astronaut Timothy Creamer. He creamed you. He creamed. He creamed. So they call him Creamer. And to me, I'm sorry, that's a Wayne Sexton. Right? You guys know Wayne Sexton. <laughs> I forget who pointed this out. But George Floyd's second grade teacher remembers a happy boy with big dreams. And George Floyd, they, remember the black guy, that whole thing, the race thing, right? And, and um, His second grade teacher was called Wayne Sexton. And this is, there she is. There's Wainel. She's a Wainel Sexton. And just drop a W there. And he's, I don't know. Do you think that's true? You think that's true? Maybe, maybe. But anyway, so this astronaut's called Timothy Creamer. And here's T, and he's TJ Creamer, is what it is. He's the TJ Creamer. There is, there's Timothy Creamer. Timothy Creamer worked at the Aqua Aquarius Underwater Lab. So Aquarius is one of the three undersea laboratories in the world dedicated to science and education. And it's an underwater laboratory where they fake space. Essentially, so what's going on? So, and this guy, and it's Aquarius, and of course they name it after the Zodiac. Of course they do. Of course they do. Right? Because what do they do? Ah, inversion and perversion. Of course they do. Lying to us about space, and then they named it after the Zodiac. Aquarius Underwater Laboratory living and working underwater for seven days, T.J. Creamer was. T.J. Creamer was underwater for seven days. He was. Here's the gematria value for T Timothy Creamer. Timothy Creamer, the vowels equal 18, the consonants equal 37. See that? There's Timothy Creamer up there. I'm just going to show you that this is all bullshit. All right? And once again, Kabbalistically encoded to the T. Timothy Creamer is 37. There's the consonants. There's the vowels below there. That's 18. 37 times 18 is 6. 6. 6. For God, the first tweet in space. Timothy Creamer, the consonants is 23 and 14. Timothy equals 23, Creamer equals 14. You know what 23 times 14 is? It's really easy for me to do this stuff because I've been doing this stuff for years. So if I see never, I can be like, boom, I can make the connections. That that like this is what this is the level of intelligence or level of education that a lot of these people probably have received. These Kabbalists, okay? Um, Timothy, uh, the consonants there. Timothy 23, Creamer 14. 23 times 14 is 322. <clears throat> Look at the vowels. It's 7-11. Do you know what 7-11 is? It's the proportions of the Great Pyramid of Giza. It's squaring the circle. Squaring the circle, 322 and 666, all in the first name of T.J. Creamer, who's also went to school with, with, uh, with um, had his teacher with uh, Wayne L. Sexton. You guys know 322, of course, Skull and Bones. You know this? Okay, and then we'll get into Elon Musk. But okay, so if you would like to uh, support the fine work that we do here at the Gnostic Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ, you can become a member at Subscribe Store. We've got Venmo, Buy Me a Coffee, Cash App, or um, you can do snail mail. Donations make checks payable to Kevin McNally and to 550 South U Court, Monroe, Wisconsin, 53566. Um, and soon that's going to be Missouri, probably in about like a week or two, something like that. So. That's going to do, um, yeah, let's pass the basket. Thank you to all the people that do support the fine work that we do here. We really appreciate it, and we love you very much.
Okay. <sighs> Thank you all very much. We appreciate you all very, very much. <clears throat> Twitter became X because Elon Musk bought it. The Maverick, the the rogue, right? Elon Musk, they're trying to sell him as basically like Einstein meets Henry Ford or something like that. Elon Musk bought Twitter, and now Twitter is X.com, okay? So Twitter becomes X, so a bird on a cross. Okay, so X and Twitter, so the internet is buzz now, right? The company's headquarters now flashing a giant X logo where there once was a bird logo. Twitter was acqu acquired by X Corp, which is, which is Elon Musk's corporation, X. Of course he did it to ensure free speech. <laughs> and as an accelerant for X, the everything app. Of course, this is where we, I don't, you know, I don't need to explain all of this stuff, where, where all of this stuff we can see is headed now, right? You don't, you, you can see that they're, to, it's total control over everything. And of course, they're going to do it through all of these different things that we, we accept the Twitter on that, right? So there's the logo, right? So we know that, now we, we saw the founders of, of Twitter, like who's behind Twitter, okay? Uh, there was a glass guy and it was like a biz stone and he was hanging out with Ben Finkel and then they were doing some really Kabbalistic shit with like the Torah and like no vowels and then he was, you know, all of that sort of stuff, right? So um, once again, we, we talked earlier about the fact that when the um, the Jews, a slander for Jew is called a kike. They were called a kikel, right? And this comes from the word um, kike was born on Ellis Island when there were Jewish migrants who were also illiterate. Well, they weren't illiterate, of course. They spoke Hebrew and they knew how to read and write Hebrew. They just didn't speak Greek. Because Greek is a Christian, right? Um, when they were asked to sign the entry forms with the customary X when they came into Ellis Island, the Jewish immigrants would refuse because they associated an X with the cross of Christianity. Okay? Instead, they drew a circle as the signature in the entry forms, the Yiddish word for circle is keikel, and the little circle is kakal or whatever. And so eventually they became, long before the immigration inspectors were calling anyone who signed an O instead of an X, a, a keikel, right? And finally, succinctly, and this became a, a slanderous term, right? Well, the, the point is, is like when, you know, a, a, a company that would be like pro-Jewish, right? Like if it was a company, like if this company, what we're doing this for is for our people. And everybody, you know, this is like that sort of thing. They would never name their company X because that, that would, for them, that's a symbol of Christianity. And they're not for that, you know, that whole thing. Like, like you're saying, they're anti-Christ specifically. So when they name Twitter to X, right? There, it's like X marks the spot. They're basically they're basically saying that this is for who? This is for people that would have marked the X at Ellis Island, right? That's who Twitter is for. It's not for, right? And and what is it for? As we know, social engineering. Okay, at the letter X is it's. It's, well, it's the 22nd letter, number one. It's the 22nd letter of the, of the Greek alphabet. Twitter was equals 40, and then 40 equals 22, just so we know. And then you go to the 22nd letter of the Greek alphabet, and it's the letter X. It's the letter Chi. Chi, the, the phonetic sound of Chi is the universal life energy that flows around and through the body in certain Asian and Asian systems. An imbalance of this energy can result in illness. As, as we know, it's all about balance. It's all about moderation. As we talk about the riddle is divine in the middle. The vital force 
the vital force believed in Taoism and other Chinese thought to be inherent in all things. So there's this force that according to these crazy Asians and Chinese and Taoists or whatever, it's called the Qi and it, and it, and it exists within all things. What do you mean like the logos? <laughs> you mean like the word? Is that what you're talking about, right? So, and and they even say that um, and you want that uh, unimpeded circulation of the chi and a balance of its negative and positive forms in the body are held to be an essential to good health in traditional Chinese medicine. Once again, a perfect balance of the of this is what health, as we know. We 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 went to the Cherokee and they said that we went to the Ajibwe, We said they went to the freaking Buddhists and we were saying that. We went, then we just saw it all over Christianity, of course, even encoded, even shown within the math. Okay. So now, Twitter replaces the bird with the letter X, the letter Chi, Chi, okay? Chi is spelled, one of the ways you can spell Chi is C-H-I, which is 365. Okay? Which is what? What was Twitter? What do we say? It was like the 15. Oh, it was like the sun. Oh, 15 degree arc and then 15 minute segments. And then, you know, like one, two, three, four, five. That is the 15. All this was sort of 15, right? And that's sort of thing. All about the sun. Then we see Chi went from Twitter to X. And it's the 22nd letter. And then it's literally called the Chi. This is where we get the Chi row, of course, right? And we'll show that in just a second. And it's 365. This was what we just covered last week, too, with the what? The child and the cherub and the Christ. All referring to what? Chi is three letters and, and it equals 14. In English gematria. In a septenary system. Of course, that's they've got septenary all up in Twitter, right? Chi uh, is also can be spelled ki, like K-I. And that's 3-5. And pi is 3-5. I'm just going to mention that there. So... Chi Rho is part, the Chi Rho is the X and P, of course. The X is the Chi and the P is the Rho, right? So the, these together would be the symbol of Christ. And it's a, it's an X, right? It's the, in fact, the, there's the X, right, that you see. So related directly to Christ, okay? In one of the main monograms or symbols of Christ is this symbol. Here is the, here's once again, here's the Chi Rho on a cross. All right, there's the Chi Rho. Now what? Now what happened? We had a bird, Twitter. We had uh, where is it? There we go. It was a bird, and the bird started on a cross, did it not? It was founded on the cross on the equinoxes and solstices, the day after. Then, after all these years later, those 140 characters everybody got all mad about. Then the bird on the cross gets switched to a cross. Do you know what a bird on a cross symbolizes? Salvation. And once again, when we're saying this, you know, are these people, you know, are they promoting Christian values and things like that? No. Who founded it? People that would be against it. So when they use this symbolism, what are they doing? Mocking. Here is the Chiro. What do you see? You see a couple birds holding up that cross? That Chiro? That's six around one, which is seven. Look what's at the top there. You see, it's like the bird wings. And it's a bird that's carrying a chiro on the cross. Bird on the cross, a little Larry the bird on a, on a chi, X symbol, is a symbol of salvation. The bird can also be seen as a symbol of the resurrection of Christ. Of course, we know the, the, holy, the dove in mid-flight is a symbol of the Holy Spirit and it indicates the ascension of Christ. The dove and what is Christ? The cross. I mean, duh, right? I mean, it's like two, two of the most potent symbols in Christianity is the dove, the holy the dove of the Holy Spirit and the cross. There it is, all over the place. 
And so when he's saying these people are Kabbalists, they're dark occultists, they know this holy science and they're using it, you know, I mean, they're flashing this stuff right in front of you. This is this is what we mean. Where is it? There's a bird on a cross. Of course, it has nothing to do with actually helping you understand your world or anything like that. There it is again, the dove on the cross. In fact, the guy that runs Twitter now is going to is works full time in making sure you don't understand jack all about your world. We'll get into that. So this is the new symbol. So there's your cross and your bird. So here's the new tagline for for X. It's blaze your glory. What does this equal? Gematria total is 44. How many letters? 14. What's 44 divided by 14? It's pi. How many how many words? Blaze your glory. Three. Using B L A Z E Y O U R G L O R Y. Three fourteen. And then equals forty-four, and then has fourteen letters. Forty-four divided by fourteen is three point one four two. So, you know, oh, you know, old guard same as the new guard, old boss same as the new, but new boss same as the old boss, right? Is that uh, the Who song, right? And who's the new boss? Well, he's a guy that makes is going to make sure you don't understand the mind of Christ. This is what this guy does right here. This guy, okay? This is what he does full time. He's a propaganda artist. That's it, okay? I did a video a long time ago called Deoculting Elon Musk. If you'd like to watch, there's a, I'm going to include just a bit of that in here, just a review, but just to kind of show the kind of person we're dealing with here with Elon Musk. Now, Elon Musk is a very busy guy. Now, this just the fact that Elon Musk allegedly runs all these companies and people accept this show people's lack of discernment and ability to critically think. Okay, Elon Musk allegedly runs, he founded and leads Tesla, SpaceX, Neuralink, and the Boring Company. As the co-founder and CEO of Tesla, Elon, he leads all product design, engineering, and global manufacturing of electric vehicles, battery products, and solar energy products. Elon here is a very busy guy. Uh, he's the lead designer at uh, SpaceX. He oversees the development of rockets and space missions. And then he also produces three energy storage products, the Powerwall home battery and the scale battery, the Megapack. And he's, he's, he's behind designing all of this shit. Don't right he, he's like a maverick this guy's a fucking genius dude he's uh he, you know he he uh he got solar city and then he's providing solar systems and that sort of thing and he, he they helped design the solar roof and then he's the ceo of Neuralink and the boring company he he people actually believe and then on the side he runs twitter for shits and giggles for fun now, people think it's like, are you really, do you really think that he runs all that sort of stuff? Do you really think he runs all of those organizations? Do you know how much, how much it takes to one, just run one company? Do you know, you know how much it takes for a dad just to run a house? Okay. It's not like he's Ryan, you know, Ryan Reynolds, people be like, well, Ryan Reynolds does it. No, he doesn't. Ryan Reynolds bought Mint Mobile. Ryan Reynolds bought the freaking football team and he bought and sold aviation. He didn't engineer and design and like, you know, was, you know, f you know, filtering out potatoes in the back 40 of his lot, making aviation gin or whatever. No, he just moved some fucking money around, right? Elon Musk is claiming that he's the, 
He's the brains behind all of this stuff. And people believe it. And then he's got so much time on his hand. He has time to run Twitter. I'm sorry, but that's retarded. And anybody with any amount of critical thinking could be like, that doesn't make any sense. How? And then if you start looking into his background, it doesn't take much to look into Elon Musk's background and be like, that's some shady shit there. That doesn't really, right? We're only going to discover this one thing. How do he make his money? From a Jewish man named Moore Davidoff, of course. The venture capital firm Moore, uh, Moore Davidoff Ventures caught two South African boys. It was old Elon and his brother. They were just out there being mavericks in South Africa, you know, just penniless. And they just made all their money from, you know, this is all horse shit. No, he's a propaganda artist. He's just a, a, you know, a puppet for this new world order or whatever you want to say. So this guy invested a couple, three million or whatever to this Zip2 company. And then Zip2, they basically grew it and then sold it to PayPal or whatever it was, right? It's just a total sketch, right? But allegedly this Moore Davidoff guy came away with the highest profits making around 20 times his original investment. And Elon and his brother Kimball made 22 and 15 million from them, from Compaq basically buying companies. So he made a first, you know, first 20 million that he just kept growing it and growing it naturally, right? I love this picture, by the way. Here's Elon, as it's been nine years since Elon Musk had this permanently removed from the internet forever. I think it's pretty funny. So, um, this is when you, Elon Musk is, when we talked about discernment, right, and critically thinking and asking the right questions, and then the Javier called constant, right? It's just like, did you have to dig for Elon Musk at all? Or was Elon Musk just presented to you, right? Elon Musk is, is literally a litmus test for people's discernment and what he's doing, okay? Um, and one of the things, of course, that one of the easiest ways to show that this guy's a total pile of shit and it's crazy that people bought this but was his car in space it looks so ridiculous and impossible it looks so ridiculous and impossible well i think it looks so ridiculous and impossible um and you can tell it's real because it looks so fake honestly (laughs) (laughs) we'd have way better cgi if it was fake and of course, one of his little, you know, t- funny taglines or whatever. But there it is. Okay. And this is what they, this is what they sent, you know. There's a camera on the side and this car is just floating out in space. And, 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 you know, uh, they launched it. Don't, don't panic. We'll look at that in just a second. And people looked at this and they believed it. And they still do. And no one even asked basic questions like, um, what, what was the car? You what was the car made of? Is it, it like leather and glass? And is it, was it like, you know what I mean? Like plastics and, and hubcaps, aluminum and shit like that, right? The, te- the, the temperature switch up there is, is from allegedly what they tell us in space is thousands of degrees. How did the paint, how did the vinyl, how did the glass, how did any of that shit survive any of it? Basic questions of just asking discerning questions would look at you just looking at that, by the way, it looks fake. But beyond all of that would easily dismiss all of this as this is all theater and horse shit. That's what this guy's meant to do. And so when I see I saw like and I love Ferryman's Toll. No hate to Ferryman's Toll because I love you, brother. If you're listening to this, he's not listening to this. But if you are listening to this, I love you. But it, it always kills me when I see people like, you know, just like the the, the Tucker and Tate on Twitter thing and people like lose law. It's like and when they see Elon Musk as a hero. Right? It's like, oh, so Ferryman's Toll, he posted this. Elon just poured gasoline on the hate speech flare. And I love it. All right, you know? Much love, Ferryman. 
But basically, Elon Musk put out a tweet. He's like, if you were unfairly treated by your employer due to posting or linking something on this platform, we will fund your legal bill. No limit. Please let us know. Acting like he's a man of the people. Selling it like he's a man of the people. And then people buying it, eating it up. And all you'd have to do is just ask some basic questions like, this guy's flying shit into space. Really? How did it withstand the 2,500 degree temperature switch? You know, the shift. Uh, let's just, you know. So every time I see stuff like that, or it's like when I see Babylon B. Right? It's like, look at these, pardon my language, look at these fucking chumps. Look at these idiots. Every single one of them. I'm sorry, but, you know, it's just like, you know, all love, don't give me, I forgive you, I don't, like, I'm not hating on you or anything like that, but you're a bumbling idiot, you guys. Oh, the Babylon Bee, they're so funny. <laughs> and then they had Elon Musk on, and they stroked his ego for an hour or two or whatever. And so every time I see this, I'm just like, just no, no, no. shut up. Shut up! Shut the Shut up! Shut up! He's a man of the people. He's such a maverick. He's out there for free speech. He's really giving it to the left. Sorry. Sorry. If you fall for anything that that guy presents, just asking basic questions, how in the hell does he have time to run all those companies? And Twitter? You haven't asked those questions because you don't think. You don't think. You can't. Your your thinking skills are, I'm sorry, you know. This was, by the way, more pie. There's don't panic. <laughs> you see that car that went up in space? Don't panic. That's 13 and 14. Read it backward. 3141. Don't panic actually comes from, there's a sticker on the dashboard there, and it actually comes from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's where that don't panic comes from that encodes pi. Do you know what the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy encodes? The number 42. It's like one of the main things, right? It's like, what's the answer to life? 42. Huh. <laughs> then Elon Musk, 42-engine rocket. He's going to go to Mars. He's going to go to the planet of war. He's going to take humanity to the planet of war, and he's going to use a 42-engine rocket. You know. And once again, as a Kabbalist, this stuff just kind of sticks out to me. Elon Musk, once again, let's just do, once you understand esoterica, occultism, that sort of stuff, and you don't run scared from it, you just actually use it for, you know, for the benefit of humanity, you can call the shit out and see it very easily, okay? Elon Musk, once again, just ask some basic questions, right? How the hell did that car get into space? <laughs> How did it survive? Elon Musk ran a company called runs a company called SpaceX, and it was originally called Space Exploration Technologies. Remember, this is the guy that's running Twitter now on the side. <laughs> Started a company called Space Exploration Technologies. Its acronym is SET. Its acronym is SET, and we'll get into that in just a second. Space Exploration Technologies equals 105. 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 plus 5 plus 6 plus 7 plus 8 plus 9 plus 10 plus 11 plus 12 plus 13 plus 14 is 105. Oh, Whoa, another another reference to those hands and the Kabbalah and all of that, right? Yes, of course. So he's not encoding that. They're not encoding that for the benefit of you so that you understand who you are and where you come from and that God's intelligence is right in front of you. His holy sciences have been placed right in front of you. He's not doing anything in his power to make sure you understand Jack all about that. But he is calling his company. He, he did name it Space Exploration Technologies, which the acronym is literally the antichrist in egypt 
Set is the god of desert, storms, disorder, violence, and foreigners in ancient Egypt religion. Set did have a positive role, and he accompanies Ra in a solar boat, but Set had a vital role as a reconciled combatant. He was the lord of the red desert where balances, you know, balances Horus's role. This is where you get the sun set. This character brings the sun down, right, in this sense. This is the antithesis of the sun, the Horus rising. It's the set. That's why your sun sets. This is why, once again, we're still stuck in Egypt or what way. Like ours is Horus. Min comes from, you know, minutes comes from Min, the god of fecundity and fertility and shit like that in Egypt. And sunset comes from what? Set. Okay. So these people that like uh, an Elon Musk character who's now running a social engineering social media network that just named it after mocking Christ, as far as I could tell, Chi X, right? He's running a company that is named after in the Egyptian canon, the Antichrist. This is, once again, I'm just going to show this, that the guy that runs Twitter now was completely Antichrist. And this is one of the things that we covered in the de-occulting of Elon Musk. One of the things Elon Musk did is he sent, allegedly, look at the CGI, it's just not even good. This is terrible graphics. So um, he sent a the Falcon, Falcon Heavy, and the Falcon Heavy took a dragon up to the ISS. And this is one of the things we covered in the de-occulting of Elon Musk. So I just want to show this again. So let's go over this again. Elon Musk SpaceX, his organization that's named after the Antichrist in the Egyptian religion, the antithesis of the sun anyway, sent a, sent a rocket up called the Falcon. And the Falcon carried the dragon. The Falcon carried the dragon up to the ISS. So there's the Falcon. Now Horus is known as the Falcon. There's a Falcon-headed god in Egypt, just so you know. Okay? And so the Falcon is Horus. Horus is one of the most significant ancient Egyptian deities. He was worshipped from, et cetera, et cetera. He was often depicted as a falcon or peregrine falcon or a man with a falcon head. And we, of course, just saw last week that that little guy in your head actually looks like a fal- it looks like the head of a falcon. So there's that. But So there's this dragon in... Because remember, the falcon is going to take the dragon up to the ISS. And this was all brought forward by a guy who's, as we'll see, lying to us about space, but called his company Antichrist, essentially. Apep is the dragon in Egypt, and Apep was the ancient Egyptian deity who embodied chaos and was thus the opponent of light and mat. So basically, light and mat would be the logos in, in the Egyptian religion, right? Basically, it's the order of the truth. That's what it is. And this snake is the opponent of that. And he appears in art as a giant serpent. He was known as the enemy of Ra and also the lord of chaos, okay? So SpaceX took a falcon... So the Antichrist set sent Horus, the falcon, Ra, with a dragon up to the ISS. And that dragon would be what? Apep, the god of chaos. And who brought the god of chaos up to the ISS? Horus. <clears throat> this is the guy that runs Twitter. Inside space is SpaceX dragon. So once again, there's the Falcon, and then it shoots out the dragon. What do What do you think this is? This is a big. This is a big. And it, by the way, the dragon carries seven. <laughs> the capsule of the dragon carries seven astronauts up to the space station. Seven. So 
the falcon carries the dragon and then the as you can see there then the dragon the falcon releases from the dragon and then the dragon shoots that like if, if, if that was like a big penis let's just say that right that was a big penis and then at the top of there that dragon shot out the end of that penis and what it, it's almost like you know the falcon would be the penis and then the dragon would be the sperm that gets shot out at the end and all of this is named after what characters in the egyptian religion which in which he, Elon Musk, is mocking Christ, is would be mocking Horus. Okay? This is this people have seen this before. This actually comes from one of the images from the, the images, of course, not a photo, an image from space. And it's literally says sex in space. So this these are the kind of sick perverts that are behind this stuff. So now Horus is taking a dragon up to the ISS. The ISS, this is the English, this is the ISS, of course, right? This is the English gematria of ISS and IHS. So here's the, I, here's a, the, one of the monograms for Christ is IHS, okay? Here's the ISS, it's 566, I is 5, S is 6, and S is 6. 5 times 6 times 6 is 180. 5 times 6 times 6 is 180, which is a reference to what? The Trinity, Five times six. I times S times S is 180. Five times six times six times pi is five, six, six. It's like self-referential on that sort of sense, right? So there's the ISS, okay? And that's the falcon taking the dragon sent up by set. <laughs> and then here's the IHS, which would be a symbol for Christ, a monogram for Christ. And what is that? I is five, H is six, and S is six. Five times six times six is 180, which is a reference to the Trinity. And five times six times six is times pi is 566. So the very guy that took over Twitter that's lying to you about space, that's lying to you about where you live, that now runs one of the greatest social media, you know, engineering experiments that have that's ever been created, really, right, as far as we know. This guy is lying to us about where we live.
did they put this guy in charge of social media now? Why it's so important to understand flat earth is because when we understand that we're in, uh, we're, we're not where they tell us are, right? What we end up doing is realigning with the, the actual mind of God. And this is exactly what the Bible actually talks about, right? And we've, we've talked about this before that they're hiding that firmament, right? And the firmament, literally, when you look at it, it means securely fixed in your mind. That's what meant. Ment means mental, mentis, mentum, all about mind. And firm means securely fixed in place, okay? This is what we talked about this, that your head ultimately is a reflection of the whole thing. And that this central knowledge... This axis mundi, this zodiac man, this anthropocosm is this is one of the central pieces of knowledge that helps us do what? Not only understand who we are and where we come from and all that other stuff, but as we found on on this church, what? To decode all of those ancient myths, including the Bible. We go to the Ojibwe and we see it, we go to the Egypt, we see it, we go to the Norse shit, we see it. The central piece of this central piece of knowledge of us being a reflection of the whole thing, which is based on the fact that, of course, it's flat and all that other shit. But, you know, the, the, that central piece of knowledge is one of the key pieces to help us understand our, our divinity and our inherent power. This is why they talk about, and this is why we've been hyping on this, about having the mind of Christ. And talking about that, hey, this whole thing is mind, and this is what these people understand. If they can get you to not understand that this whole thing is mind, and that you are a reflection of the whole thing, well, then they got you. And they're going to use every tool in their little tool chest to do that. And one of them is one of one of the ones they build. It's a Kabbalistic tool called a Twitter. They don't want you to have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. For who hath, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 16, for who hath known the mind of Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ reflects the whole thing, as we see. That's the gospel. The gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's the four fixed signs, right? That whole thing. They don't want us to know that because that's what gives us power. That's what aligns us right back to God. So what did they do? They hired this guy. That's his mom on the right, by the way. <clears throat> to be the next maverick and the next guy for free speech. And he's totally on our side. And he took over Twitter because he's hell-bent on really helping humanity. And that's why he's making an app called acts to mock Christ to control everything you do. And then he's going to dress up as a Satanist for Halloween. For fun. Shits and giggles. Just a laugh. Do you think Henry Ford would be caught dead in that outfit? Okay. So there's Twitter in a nutshell for you. So what is, what is Twitter doing? What is everybody that is behind Twitter doing? trying to take your salvation putting a bird on a cross mocking Christ the whole time 
and then lying to you about where you are so you won't know where the po- you won't know where Polaris is. You won't you won't know where you you won't have a fuck clue, dummy. We're gonna give you all the things to distract you from understanding that your whole process here is to, you know, put a bird on a cross. But instead, instead of doing that, tweet, tweet, tweet. Instead of focusing on that salvation, tweet, tweet, tweet. Did you hear what Donald Trump said? Tweet, tweet, tweet. You guys won't be tweeting because, you know what? You know, I know you guys won't be tweeting because you guys are, you guys are good bites. You guys are good bites. Okay, thank you guys all so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed this one. It's fun to expose uh, Dorsey and Musk and all that other stuff. And sometimes we have to focus on these things. So people, you know, sometimes we dip into the, the zeitgeist and sort of that sort of stuff. We don't just stay our little lane. Sometimes we get, go out and we talk about sound freedom and we talk about Twitter and we expose how ridiculous all this shit is. And so, every, and that's fun sometimes. So, um, but thank you all for being here. If you'd like to become a good bird, you can become a good bird at Subscribestar. You can become a Phoenix bird. You can become a, a Keeler bird, a Cygnus bird, or you can become Diamond the P Mob bird. And we appreciate everybody that does stop by and got, does give donations. Um, once again, Venmo, buy me a coffee, Cash App, Subscribestar, and you can also send snail mail. Uh, Ken McNally, N two five five zero Southview Court, Monroe, Wisconsin. Thank you to Content Safe for making it happen with us. As you guys know, if a lot of a lot of the videos are not on YouTube because we take them down. They are on Rockfin. All the videos, all the sermons are on Rockfin and they're, they're all on Rumble. I think most of them are on Odyssey and they should, most of them should be on BitChute as well. So, uh, but the sermons, the Rumble or the Rockfin sermons that are all, you don't even have to be a member. Those are all available for free and you can get them on the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac app. And that's my friend Dave's app. You can get Marty Leeds Sunday sermons right down there. So, and um, once again, Flattoberfest is happening October 21st, 22nd. 2023 this year you should go it's gonna be cool uh and yeah so and then also church store if you'd like to support the fine work we do we have books lord jesus christ scripture and the stars we've got bible rosary packages which are really really nice we love the rosary packages i have records and all all sorts of things like that i do have some oh you know what i um, you know what i don't have my thank yous i'll have to i'll have to thank everybody next week so we did get some donations i just want to thank all the people that did that do did donate this week. I'm sorry I don't have my list here and everything like that, but we do thank you, and I'll try to get to you next week and say thank you. So, okay, that's going to do it for me, guys. Uh, really appreciate everybody that does show up. May you always keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. May his grace be with you all. Amen. All right, I will see you next Sunday, and I think we're going to be back into the chapter of Matthew. Matthew 19, I think, is what we're going to be doing. So, um, and if not, I don't know. We'll do something else. But it'll be fun. Thank you all for being here. We really appreciate every single one of you. You guys, you guys go bards. You guys go bards. Okay. Guys, as always, many blessings and much love to all.